Hi, I'm Mark Ballard, and I thank you for coming out tonight. This is where my faith began. I was baptized here at St. Paul of the Cross back in 1954. Oh. My house was right across the street from the school. And right now, it's Brian Park's parking lot. <laughs> I enjoyed uh, my, my childhood here in Park Ridge. My real profession is in the molding and storage industry, where I've worked at Anderson Brothers for the past 40 years. But where I really feel my faith meets my, my profession meets my faith is in my avocation as a in audio engineer um, at a small cottage industry that I have called the Spartan Mill. I don't make much music, or I don't make much money there, but I do make a lot of music for my family, my friends, and my church. My church, it has a tower, a beacon of faith in my darkest hour. There I found my faith, I found how to use it, inspired by such beautiful music. Voices of angels I've heard on this earth, they sing of, his Lord, sing of life's Lord's death and his birth. God respects us when he work, how he loves to hear us sing. A chorus of love we offer him, I can feel the joy it brings. I was inspired to write that back in 1996, when then associate Pastor Father Carl asked me to work on a project um, called The Sounds of St. Paul of the Cross. This was a gift that he was going to give to our then uh, Father Joe Kinane, who was retiring. This was the first time I was asked to do something for the church and recording my talents. And I said, of course I'm going to do this. This is what God wants me to do. Uh, so we worked with five different groups, made um, about 90 minutes worth of music on an old-fashioned cassette, if you can believe that. I had to blow the dust off of this. <laughs> but in any event, it was a wonderful time. Um, uh, and we made over 800 copies that we provided to the parish. And um, I truly feel that Father Joe was um, happy with the result. I tried to secure that by doing two versions of the Irish Blessing. Uh, <laughs> as I have done recent projects over the years with the um, um, contemporary group, if you remember Harriet and her kids when she would have the choirs down here. And most recently I've been working with Celia Bennett, former music teacher here at St. Paul of the Cross. Celia's lilting Irish voice will always be a part of the Holy Family Chapel. In 2008, she asked me if I would record a Christmas album. I said, well, of course. So I said, what date? And she gave me a date, and I said, what time should we start? She said, we'll start at 8.30 in the morning with the first graders, and we'll be done at 3 o'clock with the eighth graders. I didn't realize it, but I was recording the whole student body. It was a wonderful event. We um, recorded uh, little pre-K kids singing this little light of mine. We did a solo version of Father Carl, and it was really surprising. Did you know that Father Carl played the guitar? He played a wonderful guitar. He played and did the song, and uh, it was wonderful. We also did a wonderful rendition of Silent Night with Celia and Father Mazula, where we sang it, and they sang it in three languages, English, Gaelic, and Swahili, and it was just wonderful. I brought it along, and after the seminar's over tonight, I hope you can stick around and you can listen to it, because it was just wonderful. Um, in 2010, I was asked by Wendy Dietz to record a benefit concert for brain tumor research for her late husband, Christie's, 
was a former choir director here at St. Paul of the Cross. This was more of a challenge because I had to deal with a live um, recording. But uh, through the grace of God and the Holy Spirit, I was able to capture a good sound and, 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 and feel I made a great production. I worked with Chris for many years um, here as an usher, and um, it was a great honor to um, record in his memory. Recently, probably within the last couple of weeks, I recorded some new groups uh, that have come to, come to light in, in St. Paul's Cross. Um, the uh, uh, HFC band, which is um, uh, run by Keith, and it's a four-piece band, drums, guitar, bass, and piano, and a nine-piece female uh, vocalist, and it just came out great. It just, uh, um, once again, the, the talent here is, is, is phenomenal. And then a week ago last Monday, I was able to record our new children's choir, which is amazing. I don't know. They're very new. I don't know if you have a chance to hear them, but they will be singing, I believe, at the 4.30 main um, uh, uh, services, so you'll have to catch them. <laughs> they, they were really great. Um, each and every project that I recorded at St. Paul of the Cross, I felt that the Holy Spirit was behind me to guide me and to make me do the best possible job for the many wonderful groups and individuals that make up the music ministry here at St. Paul of the Cross. I also feel that it is um, wonderful that uh, we have three pastors that, since I've been here, and each and every one of them were really, really supportive of the music ministry and um, what it means to the liturgy. Uh, so we have a lot to be grateful for. Uh, I've been proud to record these projects and uh, um, that is the first part of my speech. Um, I want to go into what I you guys see me around here doing all the time, and that's being an usher, that's my Sunday work. I became an usher with a tap on the shoulder. Tony LeBlanc, who was the, honor, uh, was the captain at that time, um, noticed that I was wearing a suit and tie every week to church, and he thought that I might be a good candidate. Um, Tony was a, a fun guy, you always know him by snappy bow tie. Um, a couple months later, he asked me if I wanted to be honorary captain, and I said, well, of course. And he says, well, the first thing you got to do is go tell that guy over there to take his hat off, okay? So <laughs> I, I looked over, and there was a guy sitting in the back row, his arms spread out like this, wearing his Walkman, sitting in his jogging suit, and um, I went up to him, and I said, sir, I said, could you kindly take your hat off? He stood up, and I looked up, because he was about six foot two. And I got real nervous. It was like one of those Ralph Cramden humana, humana, humana moments. <laughs> Uh, but, but in any event, he stood up and he says, I'm not taking my hat off for anybody. And then he began swearing at me. I usually say this to people that are a little bit abrasive. I just say, God bless you. And I'm not going to give you the response he gave back to me. <laughs> I'm not in church. <laughs> Anyways, after a couple of minutes, um, he did go away. And I went up to Tony and I said, well, I guess I showed him. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny how things, one thing leads to another, because the sounds of St. Paul of the Cross that I was talking about earlier was the way that Father Carl noticed me. And uh, um, a couple years later, uh, Dick Fullen, who was the head usher at that time, um, passed away of a sudden heart attack. A couple months later after that, um, there was a wake and a funeral for a loved uh, parishioner, and Father Carl needed help. He asked me if I would help with crowd control, and I said, well, of course I'll help with crowd control. Um, and I've been head usher ever since. I feel being a usher is very rewarding. Uh, beyond um, helping people, uh, making them feel welcome, 
and to uh, and to give them, make them feel comfortable as they come to worship God. Um, I feel this is something that the Lord wants me to do. And I also want you to know that the ushers are a little bit more than just a collection agency. <laughs> <laughs> On occasions, parishioners get ill. Um, and one um, uh, occasion, uh, a lady just wasn't feeling right. And I went up to her and I asked her, I said, I think we should call the paramedics. And she said, no, but then she reluctantly agreed and she went off to the hospital. I saw her a couple of weeks later. And she said that, indeed, she didn't need to go to the hospital, but she had a heart condition and she had um, um, a heart procedure done that very week. I felt it was divine intervention that, that God had told me to have that lady go to the hospital, and um, she's alive today to prove it, so I'm, I'm very happy about that. On another occasion, a parishioner collapsed in front of the church while, there was, while, they were giving, while there was a visiting bishop giving a homily. Well, while I was calling the paramedics, the bishop went down and started praying over this man who had collapsed. A week later, I found out that he was okay. But a parishioner came up to me and he said, Mark, how's the guy doing? I said, the man's doing fine. He goes, he said, Mark, he says, no, forgive me for saying this. He says, but if you're going to go, that's the way to go. <laughs> Which I thought was very amusing. <laughs> A um, couple observations of uh, being an usher, and I thank my ushers for showing up tonight, and I'm, I'm sure they'll agree on some of these points. Um, uh, Christmas is right around the corner. The 3 o'clock Christmas Eve Mass is probably the most attended Mass, not only in Park Ridge, but in the entire Archdiocese. The reason for that is that there are very few 3 o'clock Masses and, uh, in, 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 the, in the Archdiocese, so it's very crowded. If you're going to go to the 3 o'clock Mass, come early. And by early, I mean an hour early. Okay. And also keep in mind that we have a 5 o'clock Mass, um, where there's three Masses as well, and it's a lot less crowded. Um, I know it's hard for a get-out on Christmas Day, but uh, my advice is if you want to truly enjoy uh, a beautiful Christmas service, uh, enjoy the spirit of it, is to come on Christmas Day, because all the Masses are very comfortable, and you can really enjoy it. One of the things I really hate to see on Christmas Eve is all these... Uh, you know, young children dressed up like little dolls, crunched in a corner, sitting and, and not being very happy at all. But uh, uh, that would, um, that's what I would recommend. Easter is a little bit different because it's all um, uh, one right after the other. Uh, the 7.30 and 12 o'clock would be your best bet, and keep in mind that 12 o'clock Mass, we do have a Holy Family Chapel Mass as well. Um, but uh, if you do come early, you do have to expect to sit outside because Usually, the other Mass isn't um, over yet. Uh, I always pray for good weather on Easter, I must tell you. Um, one of the things that I truly enjoy being an usher uh, and, and dealing with is our inclusion ministry. We have uh, several um, mentally challenged adults that uh, come to Mass every month and serve as um, hospitality ministers and provide the gifts. Um, it gives them great joy. And then once a year, we have a, a reward for them, and we um, hold a little pizza party. It gives them true joy in knowing that they're a part of uh, this parish, and I think it's a way that St. Paul of the Cross says, all are welcome, and I'm very happy to be a part of that. They've worked very hard on the HFAC um, uh, and the upper church, but in the fall and in the spring, it does get cold. So uh, bring a jacket or bring a wrap uh, when you uh, uh, come and be prepared. If it's too hot, ask an usher to open a window. 
One time I was opening up a window and a little girl came looked at me and she said, cool. I looked over at her and I said, this is the only reason I became an usher. <laughs> actually, actually, uh, there are many more reasons why I became an usher. Uh, first of all, to serve my Lord. And second of all, to uh, serve all of you and be a part of this beautiful faith community. Thank you so much. Thanks. The new group that I guess uses the drums, are they only, do they only play down here? Yeah, they're only down here, and uh, I have a sample of them later on, too, so if you want to sub and listen to that, but they, they are fabulous, and, uh, you know, they, they, they do a great job. We have uh, the Mormons here that are part of the musical ministry, and they do a great job, too. They're going to be on the, the CD that we're working on as well, so it's, um, uh, we just have so many wonderful musicians uh, in, this, in this parish, and I've been very honored and, and, and blessed to have... Um, been able to capture them for the past 15 years. And is the piano new up in the, um, in the main altar? Yeah, isn't that beautiful? I love it. It's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Doesn't that make wonderful sound? Yes. It, it, it really does. And they, you know, they were talking about having to mic it or something, and they don't have to do that. Uh -huh. it's, it's, just, it's just beautiful, isn't it? And, 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 uh, um, but yeah, that was something that Father Britta wanted to do. And, and uh, I know all the musicians, Ed and, and Keith, and, and, and they're very, very excited about having it up there and it's going to be nice. It's also a player piano if you, don't, if you notice they have a little, one of those little things down there that, uh, that if they want to just have the music go they can have the music go. Anything else? Yes? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I find I get home from time to time. That's for sure. That's for sure. Sometimes they, 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 they see too much of me and they want to get rid of me for the weekend. <laughs> Anybody else? How did you, can you tell us a little bit about the award that you received oh, just recently? Yeah, well, thank you. And congratulations. Thank you. I'm very humbled and I'm very honored to have received that. Um, the Christe Fidelis was an award that uh, Father Brito had said that there, uh, said that I was the outstanding parishioner for the year for St. Paul of the Cross. And it was a beautiful event. I, uh, um, Father Mazzula joined me. Father Mazzula joined me on his birthday too, which I thought was a, was, was was a great honor that he joined me on my birthday. Thank you, Father. I appreciate that. And yeah, but uh, uh, it was a beautiful service. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm only one usher, and my other ushers uh, help make it possible. And I, I, I do appreciate all the work they do. Uh, last question: um, what, Was there any downside to living right across the street from the school? Oh, well, as long as you bring up that story. Um, <laughs> uh, back then, that was in the uh, uh, early 60s, um, and we had all the nuns teaching us over here at St. Paul of the Cross. And I got to come home for lunch, and it was great because I could watch Bozo Circus and then go back to school. <laughs> and and um, on one day, I didn't feel like going back to school, so I told my mom I was sick, and I went up and I was lying in bed, and next thing you know, at the door, there's the nun. Where's Mark? We want him back at school. I was hiding underneath my bed. Uh, but yeah, you couldn't get away from nothing when you live that close. To the you know. But I saw, you know, I saw the convent being built back then. I used to go over there when they didn't have all the fences up and play in the construction site and stuff like that. So it was, it was wonderful. The Park Ridge back in the. Um, Early, late 50s, early 60s, this part was a much different world. There was a, um, another street with houses, and big houses, and, and, and uh, uh, 
there was a beautiful apartment building at the corner where the summit is now, and uh, um, yeah, it was a much different world, and they had Ben Franklin and Woolworths and, uh, and Jewel all, all in the same neighborhood, but it was a wonderful place to grow up. And, but yeah, that was one of my stories that I was going to throw in, but <laughs> you prompted me to. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity, and God bless.